Welcome back, Azusa, Biola, and Stanford scholars, to our next chapters of Because of Winn-Dixie by the author Kate D. Camillo. In the last chapter, Opal was visiting Gloria Dump, and Opal was asking Gloria about whether or not she should be friends with Otis, and Gloria Dump um, taught Opal something, and I asked you, what do you think was the lesson that Gloria Dump taught Opal? And you guys responded with different answers um, that were all talking about the same kind of thing. So some of you responded and said that Opal learned to judge people based on what they're doing now, not based on what they did in the past. Uh, some of you said that Opal learned uh, that she should try to be friends um, with the Dewberry Boys. Uh, some of you wrote that Opal learned uh, not to judge people by what they look like, but, but again, by how they're acting and what they're doing now. So all of those lessons are uh, definitely something that Opal is learning. Um, and so thinking about those lessons in these next two chapters, Opal is actually going to spend some time in the library with the librarian, Mrs. Franny Block. And while Opal is there, and of course, Winn-Dixie will be there, but someone else is going to come in as well. Um, and that will be Amanda, who we have seen a little bit, but we don't know her that well yet. So we're going to see her again. And Mrs. Franny Block is going to tell a story to Opal and Amanda and Winn-Dixie. So listen to the story and think about why do you think Mrs. Franny Block is telling the story? And... Um, what do you think will happen next? Because she's not going to finish the story today. So uh, we're going to leave you a kind of a cliffhanger, but we'll be back on Wednesday too. So I hope you enjoy uh, these next two chapters of Because of Winn-Dixie. Chapter 15. The Herman W. Block Memorial Library's air conditioning unit didn't work very good and there was only one fan. And from the minute me and Winn-Dixie got in the library, he hogged it all. He lay right in front of it and wagged his tail and let it blow his fur all around. Some of his fur was pretty loose and blew right off him like a dandelion puff. I worried about him hogging the fan and I worried about the fan blowing him bald. But Miss Franny said not to worry about either thing, that when Dixie could hog the fan if he wanted. And she had never in her life seen a dog made bald by a fan. Sometimes, when Miss Franny was telling a story, she would have a fit. They were small fits, and they didn't last long. But what was happening was she would forget what she was saying. She would just stop and start to shake like a leaf. And when that happened, when Dixie would get up from the fan 
and sit right at Miss Franny Block's side. He would sit up tall, protecting her, with his ears standing up straight on his head like soldiers. And when Miss Franny stopped shaking and started talking again, when Dixie would lick her hand and lie back down in front of the fan. Whenever Miss Franny had one of her fits, it reminded me of when Dixie in a thunderstorm. There were a lot of thunderstorms that summer. And I got real good on holding on to Winn-Dixie whenever they came. I held on to him and comforted him and whispered to him and rocked him just the way he tried to comfort Miss Franny when she had her fits. Only I held on to Winn-Dixie for another reason, too. I held on to him tight so he wouldn't run away. It all made me think about Gloria Dump. I wondered who comforted her when she heard those bottles knocking together, those ghosts clattering about the things she had done wrong. I wanted to comfort Gloria Dump. And I decided that the best way to do it was that I would read her a book, read it to her loud enough to keep the ghosts away. And so I asked Miss Franny, I said, Miss Franny, I've got a grown-up friend whose eyes are going on her, and I would like to read a book to her out loud. Do you have any suggestions? Suggestions? Miss Franny said, hmm, yes, ma'am, I have a suggestion. Of course I have suggestions. How about Gone with the Wind? What's that about? I asked her. Why, said Miss Franny, it's a wonderful story about the Civil War. The Civil War, I said. Do not tell me you have never heard of the Civil War. Miss Franny Block looked like she was going to faint. She waved her hands in front of her face. I know about the Civil War, I told her. That was the war between the South and the North about slavery. Slavery, yes, said Miss Franny. It was also about states' rights and money. It was a terrible war. My great-grandfather fought in that war. He was just a boy. Your great-grandfather? Yes, ma'am. Litmus W. Block. Now there's a story. When Dixie yawned real big and lay down on his side with a thump and a sigh, I swear he knew that phrase. Now there's a story. And he knew it meant we weren't going anywhere anytime soon. Go ahead and tell it to me, Miss Franny, I said. And I sat down cross-legged next to Winn-Dixie. I pushed him and tried to get him to share the fan, but he pretended he was asleep and he wouldn't move. I was all settled in and ready for a good story when the door banged and pinched-faced Amanda Wilkinson came in. Winn-Dixie sat up and stared at her. He tried out a smile on her, but she didn't smile back, and so he lay back down again. 
I'm ready for another book, Amanda said, slamming her book down on Miss Franny's desk. Well, said Miss Franny, maybe you wouldn't mind waiting. I am telling India Opal a story about my great-grandfather. You are, of course, more than welcome to listen. It will just be one minute. Amanda sighed a big dramatic sigh and stared past me. She pretended like she wasn't interested, but she was. I could tell. Come sit over here, said Miss Franny. I'll stand, thank you, said Amanda. Suit yourself. Miss Franny shrugged. Now, where was I? Oh, yes. Litmus, Litmus W. Block. Chapter 16. Litmus W. Block was just a boy when the firing on Fort Sumter occurred, Miss Franny said as she started in on her story. Oh, Fort Sumter? I asked. It was the firing on Fort Sumter that started the war, said Amanda. Okay, I said. I shrugged. Well, Litmus was 14 years old. He was strong and big, but he was still just a boy. His daddy, Artley W. Block, had already enlisted, and Litmus told his mama, that he could not stand and let the South get beat, and so he went to fight, too. Miss Franny looked around the library, and then she whispered, Men and boys always want to fight. They are always looking for a reason to go to war. It is the saddest thing. They have this abiding notion that war is fun, and no history lesson will convince them differently. Anyways, Litmus went and enlisted. He lied about his age, yes ma'am. Like I said, he was a big boy, and the army took him, and Litmus, Litmus went off to war, just like that. Left behind his mother and three sisters. He went off to be a hero, but he soon found out the truth. Miss Franny closed her eyes and shook her head. What truth? I asked her. Why, that war is hell, Miss Franny said with her eyes closed. Pure hell. Hell is a cuss word, said Amanda. I stole a look at her. Her face was pinched up even more than usual. War, said Miss Franny with her eyes still closed, should be a cuss word too. She shook her head and opened her eyes. She pointed at me, and then she pointed at Amanda. You, neither of you can imagine. No, ma'am, Amanda said, and me at exactly the same time. We looked real quick at each other and then back at Miss Franny. You cannot imagine. Litmus was hungry all the time. He was covered with all manner of vermin, fleas, and lice. In the winter, he was so cold, he thought for sure he would freeze to death. And in the summer, why, there's nothing worse than war in summertime. It stinks so, and the only thing that made Litmus forget that he was hungry and itchy and hot or cold was that he was getting shot at. 
and he got shot at quite a bit, and he was nothing more than a child. Did he get killed? I asked Miss Franny. Oh, good grief, said Amanda, and she rolled her eyes at me. Now, Opal, Miss Franny said, I wouldn't be standing in this room telling this story if he was killed. I wouldn't exist. No, ma'am, he had to live, but he was a changed man. Yes, ma'am, a changed man. He walked back home when the war was over. He walked from Virginia all the way back to Georgia. He didn't have a horse. Nobody had a horse except for the Yankees. He walked, and when he got home, there was no home there. Where was it? I asked. I didn't care if Amanda thought I was stupid. I wanted to know. Why? Miss Franny shouted so loud that when Dixie and Amanda Wilkinson all jumped. The Yankees burned it. Yes, ma'am, burned it to the ground. What about his sisters? Amanda asked. She moved around the desk and came and sat on the floor. She looked up at Miss Franny. What happened to them? Dead, died of typhoid fever. Oh, no. Amanda said in a real soft voice. And his mama? I whispered. Dead too. And his father? Amanda asked. What happened to him? He died on the battlefield. So Litmus was an orphan? I asked. Yes, ma'am, said Miss Franny Block. Litmus was an orphan. This is a sad story, I told Miss Franny. It sure is, said Amanda. I was amazed that she was agreeing with me about something. Well, I am not done yet, Miss Franny said. When Dixie started to snore, and I nudged him with my foot to try to make him quit, I wanted to hear the rest of the story. It was important to me to hear how Litmus survived after losing everything he loved. Well, what did you think of those chapters? I know that the story that Mrs. Franny Block tells Opal and Amanda, it, the story is a little sad. In fact, it's a lot sad. Uh, but Mrs. Franny Block says she's not done telling the story uh, because Litmus still lives his life. And Opal wants to know how does he survive? How does he keep going after so many sad things have happened to him? How did he cope as we learn the word cope with change? So what do you think he might do? What might Litmus do in order to continue um, living a good life even after these sad things have happened? If you have any thoughts about that, let me know. Or if you have any other thoughts or questions about the story, uh, please uh, send a note to your teacher. We love to hear from you. And uh, be sure to come back here on Wednesday for the next chapters of Because of Winn-Dixie.